Podcast. We are back. We are baby. back. It's been a hot minute since we have done a podcast. Uh, busy, busy working, working fellows. First off, we don't have the mic today. So if you you're listening to this, yeah. Quality. So if you're listening to this, sorry, the sound quality is not going to be great. One, Mr. Kaminsky forgot it at home. Yes, well, well you know, right. first podcast of the century. We figured we'd. Oh, kick that's it off true. Right. With, uh, with some bad sound quality. You know, there's some hot topics I want to get into because a lot has happened since we were gone. A lot has happened. The first of which is the new Star Wars came out. Oh, that's true. And I'm gonna be honest with you here for full, full disclaimer. I, I ripped on the Irishman, the podcast before that, but man, compared to that movie. It was, was a masterpiece. Like, wow. <laughs> Irishman, like that—that's good a, filmmaking. A At least I'll give it, I'll give Scorsese this. It, it was good filmmaking. It was just a little long. That that Star Wars movie, like, good God, man. Yeah. Now, that being said, I don't I, like all these comic book nerds. Yeah, that's gave me, the nerds. I didn't come in there looking for a good film. It just happened to be like, wow, this is not a good film. But like, I came out of that thing like, okay, you know, I got my money's worth. Yeah. It gave me everything I wanted. There's lightsaber duels. There, yeah. was, there was blasters and cool CGI. Like it's like some space. They rode on horses on a spaceship. At this point, my expectations were so low, I came out pretty satisfied. Yeah. Not saying it was a good movie, but I came out of it entertained. I was like, okay, you know yeah. what? That gave me everything I wanted from it. Not gonna lie, because I've always, when it comes to Star Wars, and I guess that's the only really like big like nerd fan, or I guess like Marvel too. Um, but like the nerds, I always just want to disagree with them because it's funny to see them mad. So when everyone's like, oh, they, because I saw a lot of my friends. Um, out there, they probably don't listen to this, but they're like, oh, it ruined the franchise, like, they sold out or whatever, and I was like, you're a bunch of losers, it's probably a fine movie, but then I saw it, and I was like, wow, I wasn't, um, yeah, I wasn't very good, and I'm not even, like, I don't, neither of us, like, we're not Star Wars fans, no, you know, no, I don't really, I didn't, I couldn't give less of a rip what happens to Kylo Ren and Rey, but what did happen was kind of dumb. If from just an objective perspective. Well, especially because like when the first one of this trilogy came out, it was like, all right, these are ridiculous. And then the second one came out, yeah. and that was even worse. The second one. So my expectations yeah. coming into this one were so low that I came out of it like, hey, you know what? Could be worse. My yeah. biggest problem, besides the fact that it was a horrible like story wise, is yeah, kind of stupid. But the, the when the spoiler alert hit the fifteen second button, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> skip. All right, so spoiler alert: when they're on the wing doing that like stupid like landing thing, when like you know when they're all taking off, they're trying to take out the signal. It's all. Oh, like, and uh, they're like shooting. Yeah, the, if yeah. I was the pilot, I think I just would have been like tip the wing and then have all of them like all the rebels fall off when they're on like that. Oh yeah, the yeah, the whole ship. Yeah, because I had. To, like, I mean, I, I would have just tipped the wing, so then they all fall off when they're that's landing. That's fair. I don't know if they could do that though. It's a pretty big ship. I think you could tip it. Yeah. My, my whole thing, and, like, I've seen all the movies, and I kind of have an inkling of, like, the whole storyline, but the whole healing thing was the most ex machina thing. At least Star-Lord like, Lord, Star Lord got some tail at the end. So, you know what, props to, or what's his name? Kylo, Kylo Ren. Star-Lord. Yeah, oh, we're mixing, mixing up movies. We're mixing franchise. <laughs> but it's, like, it's, like, I don't... Also, the Jedi universe, or the Star Wars universe, is very quick to forgive, considering... Kylo Ren and Anakin Skywalker both got this like redemptive <laughs> yes. arc after committing like huge genocides. Like they blew up a planet. Imagine if like there was two Earths and then one guy blew up the whole second mm -hmm. Earth with with seven billion people and they're like, okay, but like he killed the Emperor. Or he, was like, hey, yeah, come yeah, back, you're gonna go Yeah, you know, it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. This <laughs> command, this man, this this guy was like Hitler times fifty, dude. He blew up a planet. 
That did they, not even think about they, that. They, I know that's my biggest problem because I would got into an argument because I worked at, at Wheaton Christian Grammar School with a bunch of guys who were like Star Wars nerds, and I I was because you know when when you're talking with nerds, you have an hour long lunch break. You gotta you gotta piss them off. You gotta rot, you know get 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 them get them going. And I was like I was, and they tried to argue with me that Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader are two different characters. I'm, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. Just because Anakin's baby mama died in childbirth doesn't mean he can, like, transform and just start murdering, like, races. Yep. It doesn't work like that. No, uh, I'm with you on that Speaking one. Speaking of mass disappointments. What? Oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. The <laughs> Chicago Cubs. Um, yes. They won the World Series in 2016. Made me very happy. I'm leaning my back against the 2016 World Series champions poster. And then this year, you know, the, the first years, off, yeah, yeah. If Marshall, if you spent as much money as the Cubs have spent this offseason on your girlfriend for Hanukkah, you would probably be, this relationship would be, would be over. Yes. The Cubs have spent as much money as I spent on my brother for Christmas. Big fat zero. Which <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel guilty nothing. about, but I'm kind of Yeah, cheap. I mean, we're They both have not poor, spent though. a dime. They are waiting for the, the Chris Bryant um, grievance. grievance to get over. Yes. Even the people in Chris Bryant's camp are kind of like, yeah, we think we're going to lose this. So I think there's a 50 50 chance he's going to get traded. On the other side of town, for the White Sox fans, yeah, boy, they've spent, baby, and we'll they dive spend into this. Six mil on Steve Ciszek. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into him. this a lot more later. Yes, but we'll have on, an MLB uh, pod. Yeah, on the first day of Hanukkah, the White Sox got Dallas Keuchel, and then on Christmas, yeah. the White Sox signed Edward and Edward Encarnacion, and then on New Year's Day, they extended Luis Robert. Boy, the gifts I just it was keep Robert. Or, Robert, Robert, they haven't really decided yet. It's going to be one of those things where we go to the game, and then you have to like hear him on the... Luis like, Robert. It's like, oh, that's how you I say it. I thought it was Robert, but I, I think it's Robert. Really? I'm sticking with Robert for now until I'm told otherwise. But the, And then they got Steve Sheck from the Cubs. So. Which, hey, you know, I, you, I don't even... I, I feel like I might miss him, but I don't know. Well, the, because... well your bullpen's going to be horrible. You got well, it was Wick already It was already <laughs> horrible, and then I... Well, hey, Rowan Wick is... He was, he was the only guy... Solid really... They'll need that bridge guy when um, Lester only goes four and a third between him and Kimbrell. So they'll need. Well, we don't even know if Lester's gonna be. If, if, <laughs> yeah, no, it's like because yeah, no, I was talking Mitch like when there was like this tweet and I was like, Cubs fans, be patient. You know, like once the Chris Bryant thing is over, it's like we're gonna they're spend on the free agents, and it's like who 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 are we gonna spend money on? Because I I already talked an early off season how like hey like I don't think trading Wilson Contreras. I don't think that 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 can make sense for the Cubs. Like mm-hmm. like realistically, there's no catchers out there anymore. Nope. Like they were like three... we got the best one on the market with Yasmani Grandal, which but, and, kicked and, and, off like, Thanksgiving. So and even like the Cubs, like I didn't because Victor Caratini has played well, and you just need a backup. You know you can't only yeah. have one catcher. And there were some other the um oh, I don't remember his name, but I don't uh, yeah I can't catcher? remember. Yeah, catchers that were on the board. Was um, Suzuki, the Nats guy, was he a free agent? I can't remember. He was not. But, yeah, there was there were some catchers that were on the board that were like, hey, you know, if the Cubs cash in a couple million to sign this guy for a year, that would make sense if we trade Wilson Contreras. But they're gone now. And, you know. There wasn't we'll, many on the market to begin with. Yeah, exactly. And it just, it just, you, and I, under, I can understand from the Cubs' perspective, and I'll try and keep this short, that, like, you know, Chris Bryant, that's a huge decision. A massive, mm-hmm. like, franchise altering decision to be made and so i but it if if the cubs are like all right we're keeping him and we're gonna compete now or trade for nolan arenado which i guess is a thing now i i 
honestly don't understand how the Cubs can fill in the cracks. Because that was like a big issue. We got our star power. Now it's filling the cracks with like bullpen mm-hmm. arms and, you know, like guys that aren't named Addison Russell well, that we could play second base. Mm-hmm. But, well, going off that, like, you're one of your biggest needs is your bullpen, and they couldn't even afford $6 million as TC Shack. Yeah. Which, I mean, that kind of shows and they're going to bring him up back either way. But yeah. he had like a 290 ERA for you guys, so he wasn't a bad pitcher. And he had I will over say, I think appearances. Steve Ciszek's one of those guys that needed a change of scenery towards the end of this year. It was. I mean, I I was thinking the biggest DC Shack moment. We're playing um, the Padres, I believe, or or the no, it was the Mariners, I believe. And they had three, we're three straight walks to give us a walk off loss, and so it was kind of like yeah. you know he's got that he's got nice ERA, but are we gonna get good C Shack, bad C Shack? But you know he's a he's a guy, and like I said, you know the White Sox, if, if they if they take him up, good for him. I well, like Steve Shack. The Sox odds right now to win the World Series five to one. Which is pretty good, considering this is a team that only won 72 games last year. But I think future podcast, we're going to tease one here. We'll go near the end of this offseason, position yeah. by position, breaking down both Chicago teams for the upcoming season. Also, you know... Those are just no, two random teams. Huh? They don't have no in, implications on each other. Chicago. It, it'd be like Chicago if you if you were like, let's let's compare Who's the Braves listening? and the Mariners. The end of the offseason, state we'll, of the we'll, union we'll, report. Also, we'll discuss it. no promises here, but Soxfest is coming up. Rick Renteria may or may not make a guest appearance. Oh my goodness. He's going to cuss, he he's gonna cuss the, out the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. Well, he know he's on the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast? Probably not. But yeah, I'm going to get his voice on the podcast somehow. Wear a wire. Coming up. Maybe maybe some other people. Yes. So look for that. But those From, of you listening are probably wondering, why are you not talking about football? That's a good question because we get off track easily and are distracted well. Speaking of people who haven't spent any money, uh, <laughs> Clemson Athletics, who definitely has not spent any money on their recruits. Definitely not. Lord knows None, not of, none of them. NCAA, please don't sue us or else we'll do a podcast in Australia just like Jake <laughs> Wiseman. Jake Wiseman? I keep saying that. Jameis Wiseman? The guy, the, the guy the from Memphis. Player. Yeah, Jameis Wiseman. J- is James it? Wiseman. James? James. Jake Wiseman, you just got a shout out on the podcast. There you go, Because I keep asking accidentally. So, yeah. yeah, we'll break down the college football playoff. First game on the dock, it was LSU-Oklahoma. Which, and... I, which I believe I texted Mitchell this, and I believe my exact quote was, Joe Burrow would have his way with this Oklahoma defense, in which he had 493 yards and seven touchdowns, which I believe supports my prediction. He did. He did have his way. He looked pretty good. He showed why he's the Heisman. Now, in my defense, Oklahoma, because I said they would cover the spread, they were down one of their running backs who got hurt. One of their best defensive backs got suspended. Two of their best defense, two two of their better defensive players uh, did not play in this game. So That's like what made a difference. To begin but with. it probably, you know, could have helped a little bit. And now, I'm going to be completely honest here with you. I think looking at these two games, uh, the other game was obviously Ohio State and, and Clemson, Clemson yeah. and that was an instant classic. That game yeah, was phenomenal. Game. We'll dive into that one a little later. But I have Clemson early prediction here. Uh, Clemson's going to win this game because I think I LSU, LSU. Yeah, LSU hasn't faced much adversity, if any, all year. We knew Oklahoma's defense wasn't great to begin with, and they were missing some players. And when they got up big, you know, it did the LSU Oklahoma was playing the run defense because, like, oh, they're just going to run out the clock. And then, of course, so, of course, Joe Burrow's going to be able to sling it all over the yard and pad his stats. I mean, stats he put up seven touchdowns and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's true. But so I, he didn't I really pad his stats unless, you, and you, unless you were saying, like, adding 100 yards. I was more stats. impressed by Trevor Lawrence's performance than I was with Joe Burrow's. That, that's all I'm going to say about that. I think in the I mean, power index, Ohio State was the best team in the country coming into it. They had that monster Chase Young on the defensive end. 
they were down big early, like early. Uh, their defense is a lot better. First off, they held. They, they their defense kept them in that game because you held Ohio State to a field goal attempt early in the red zone, which was big. Then they had a night. They showed they could adjust because their coaching's better. I think Dabo Sweeney's best coach in the country right now. They adjusted at halftime, and then they got a quarterback who's a gamer. is probably going to be a first overall pick in Trevor Lawrence. And oh yeah, by the way, they got weapons all over the field with Travis Etienne and running back. They got monsters on defense. I think all around it's a much more well-rounded team, and they're going to be able to slow down Joe Burrow just enough to where they're going to win this game. I was a lot more impressed. By the one against Ohio State. I think it can go either way. Um, I mean, obviously, when you get when you get to the to the college football championship, it's just loaded with talent. I mean, both these teams. I mean, both these teams are gonna have number one overall quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, this is gonna be a good a, game. And the, their defenses are just stacked. Um, weapons are stacked. I will say though, I understand. And like when I said, you know, Oklahoma's gonna get blown up by LSU. I don't think that was a particularly hot take. Um, but I, I, I truly think that, like, Clemson, very talented, and they they played very well to beat Ohio State. But I think LSU, the stars have a line for them. I mean, everything has gone their way, like you said, which I think – and the fact they haven't faced adversity, they faced adversity in the fact that their schedule was really tough. They had to beat a lot of good teams to get where they are now. And like you said earlier, Oklahoma, they're, they're, they're the fourth-best team in the country for a reason. Like, like I, I, I crapped on their defense a lot, but it's not like an accident that they got there. And the fact that it was so easy for LSU to to take control of this game was not due to the fact that they had a cupcake in, in their schedule. It's due to the fact that they're really, really good. And they have, while Clemson has number one overall pick next year, LSU has the Heisman number one overall pick this year. And, and I will say, and, and, and it's come together a lot more for them. I mean, they got, I don't remember their running back's name. But the dude is well, not. Well, they Jefferson who caught like four touchdowns. Yeah, they have Jefferson who caught four touchdowns. It was um, uh, I don't Chris Curry. I don't. It might they had their 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 short running back who's not wasn't supposed to be very good has gone off this year. Had a huge performance against Auburn. But yeah, I mean, this well, is a, this is a coin flip game. Much like the for me, much like the Ohio State Clemson game, which ended up being a coin flip game. But, I mean, LSU with Coach O and Joe Burrow, like, this is their shot. This here's is their my, glory shot. Here's my compelling – yes, it is a shot. And this game kind of has a feel to that Rose Bowl back when um, USC was playing Texas. When mm-hmm. They had uh, Vince Young and Matt Leinert and Reggie Bush. This is a star-studded game. It's going to be a phenomenal game. But here's why – a couple more reasons why I'd lean Clemson on that coin flip. I think it's a little bit weighted towards Clemson's one. One, it's a home game for LSU technically. Yeah. But it's not really because it's going to be a big corporate crowd. So they're not yeah. really going to have a noise advantage. And South, Clemson's close enough to the, uh, the Mercedes Dome where yeah. they're still going to get a decent amount of fans. So they're not really going to have home field advantage. So that would be the first, I, I, first thing I'd point out. Second would be, LSU, what's the best win this year? Probably Alabama, right? I think, or Auburn, yeah. Or Auburn, but yeah, yeah. I, I would say Alabama. And that, it was a close game, a really close game. Yeah. Last year, Clemson wiped the floor with that Alabama team. And Alabama had Tua Tugabiola playing, where LSU was facing the backup quarterback at the time. So, and not to mention, so I think it was a better Alabama team, and this Clemson team went the floor with them. And I think this Clemson te- or this LSU Clemson team, excuse me, I'm getting all mixed up. This Clemson team is better this year than they were last year. 
Like they won 29 straight games. And it's no, it's no fluke. Like they're better coached, like I said. I like mean, their quarterback I, is just as good and can hang with them, and their defense is going to be a lot better. Now, I Joe Burrow is going to put up some numbers in this game. Like you're not going to completely stop him, but they'll be able to contain him enough, and I think they're going to win this one game. One thing that does worry me about Clemson, though, is they've they've had one good game, and it was last weekend, or one good opponent. It was last weekend. That was a great opponent. Though. A great opponent. That was but, a fantastic Ohio State LSU, team. LSU has has shown that they can they can just play big team after big team after big team and consistently beat them. Whereas it's going to be interesting to see if Clemson, they, they had their one really tough game. Can they have an, win another really tough game? Yeah, but I think they've already proven that. With, they, got, they got championship rings. No there's so much, there's so much turnover in college football, though. I mean... Here's another stat. You know, all you need. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback for Clemson, has not lost a game since high school. He's about to lose one on Monday night. We're gonna move on. Go to NFL, but yeah, I, I put my money. I'm putting my money on uh, on, on LSU. LSU. I mean, there. I don't even know what the spread is for that one. That'd I don't know. Look it up. Let's, let's, let's put some money. I'm on rooting this. for LSU. I believe the, the stars I, I like have a line for LSU. I love Ed Rogeron. I like Joe Burrow, but I think Clemson's gonna win this game. Let's see. Yeah, moving on. We got some. We got some coaching stuff to talk about, and we'll we'll definitely address this more in depth. Yeah, here we go. LSU is a five and a half point favorite. Bet on Clemson, people. You want to win some the money? Cover spread. Right? I, I can see so that. Cover, they're going to win the game. I did it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I might, you know what? I might put some money on that. That's a lock. Are you are you old enough to gamble? No, no. You're going to have to call up Jake Manlow again. <laughs> um... Moving on, we, we got some we got some head coaching hires real quick. We segment do, because they... you know the media loves talking about the Cowboys and um, not so much the other teams that hired coaches. Yep. Um, they upstaged the playoffs, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they really did. What game was that? That was was that the, the Patriots game? It was. It was. Well, it was the day after like the Eagles uh, played, and uh, there was that great Saints overtime game. Yeah, and yeah. all these shows you watch in the morning are talking about the Cowboys hire Mike, Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, no, it was it was the firing of Jason Garrett was during the Patriots game. I want to say, and that was like a big. And game. we all kind of knew he was getting fired. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it dude, like, dude, the dude has been there what eight years and. But yeah, well, well, so the the, the, the Cowboys that? they fired Jason Garrett and they have hired Mike McCarthy as a new head coach. Um, and I'll, I'll, well, let's hear your take. Speaking taking. first off on the Jason Garrett thing, it was kind of like Jones knew he had to be done. It was kind of like when you're at like those family like parties or whatever, yeah. and, like you gotta confront a family member about something. Like, hey, listen, yeah. you can't bring your wife to Christmas party. <laughs> don't like her. They gotta beat around the bush. It's kind yeah. of like that. Like no one wanted to tell. Like, you can't just Garrett. cut him. Because Jerry, yeah. jo- like, Jerry Jones has been known Garrett for a while. Like, Jones doesn't like firing people like that because he was like, oh, you know what? Uh, Garrett's gonna be a highly sought after coach, and he hasn't received a phone call. I've never even heard a rumor about him. But moving on to the Mike McCarthy hire. Mike McCarthy's a fine coach, and I know yeah, a lot of the good. criticism is like. Oh, oh, he doesn't run the ball, and they have Zeke. Well, he was with Aaron Rodgers, and they had no running game. So, yeah, yeah of course, they're going to pass more than they throw. And if you look yeah. at the numbers, they, he, he had some pretty good records over there in Green Bay. Yeah. So, that's cool Super with that. Bowl, yeah. McCarthy's a fine coach. But the hire seemed a little safe to me. Because Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I totally agree. That is the most prestigious job you can get in the NFL. Urban Meyer said he would come out of because out of retirement to take that job. He's not coming out of retirement for the Redskins job. So, you could have gotten him. Lord knows. You could have gotten that guy from Oklahoma. Um, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. I think, because if you give him enough money, he could have. I think there's better coaches in today's offensive league. You know, Mike McCarthy just seems a little outdated. Now, he's a he's a, he's a 
authority figure in the room, yeah. and he'll get some discipline there, but we all know who's running the show. It's Jerry. So yeah. I, I would have gone and, in a different direction personally, and this offense might have leaked. I'm going to agree with you, and and both of us, I guess, are going to agree with Skip Bayless, because he actually had a, an, a, a pretty good take, surprisingly for Skip Bayless, where it's like, dude, like this Cowboys team, it is like shocking that they're not, not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not calling them Super Bowl contenders, but the fact they couldn't go 9-7 and seven, and and win that crappy that division because yeah. we saw and we'll get to we'll get to the games obviously but the Eagles were not that Carson Wentz was out but they were not an impressive team to watch no. uh, on Sunday night and like they needed like a kick in the butt they need something which is why they fired Jason Garrett because he was the same old same old vanilla offense clap your hands act like everything's okay but they needed something new they needed like I don't know if it's a young coach I don't know if it's like a you know, an out there coach, but they need something new. Is Mark McCarthy going to be that guy? We'll find out. I don't know. I don't love it. I think you know, and if you want to develop Dak Prescott, you totally. Can, you can give Mike. Yeah, yeah, you give him Mike McCarthy. Because, like, well, I mean, for well, not even the developmental part. Because, like, he didn't really develop Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, near the end of their tenure there, Aaron Rodgers, they were was, splitting. He was yeah. he would eye roll up plays. He would change the signals at the line. Like it was kind of like the Aaron Rodgers show. Dak is a solid quarterback, but he's no Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Mike McCarthy is going to be the guy to develop into exactly. like a star that you want. I don't think you're going to see any growth there like you would with like like a, like a Riley or um, even like yeah. a Matt Rule from Baylor, who is yeah. Hey, that's another. Well, so we talk about the Cowboys. That's another yeah. hire. Uh, he just got hired by the Carolina Panthers. Yes, um, which I solid hire. Good for them. The Carolina Panthers. They got some figuring out to do at quarterback, and I I honestly I looking at their quarterback situation. If I was if I was this guy and if I was their GM, I would have absolutely no idea what to do. Because yeah, I don't feel like you have two options mm-hmm. that you really can't trust, but have looked good in the past. So you don't really know. Yeah, I think they're going to probably bring back Cam Newton would be yeah. my guess. But we'll see. That'll be interesting. I do think that was a good hire for him, though. And I do, too. He's getting paid a lot of money at Baylor for a reason, and the fact they were able yeah. to lure him out, uh, good for him. Kind of backstabbed uh, Baylor there, though. Yeah, he kind of did. He just signed a new deal with them, so... Uh, speaking do? of the Panthers, their ex-girlfriend Ron Rivera has signed. Uh, he signed with the Washington Redskins. Which, mm-hmm. dude, I I, I knew because we talked about Ron Rivera getting hired, and I don't know if it was a great call doing it mid-season, but they were, I guess, looking for the next head coach, which they got their guy. Um, but I I mean, if I'm if if there there are a lot of teams out there that aren't in a good spot, but have semi-directional sense of where they're going, they're on the up and up, the uptrend. Um, I think the Panthers might be one. They have a good, uh, they get a good roster. Um, I think the Cowboys was a huge coveted job that people want. But the Redskins, man, they have no idea what they're doing. I'm surprised he went there too, but I think they know some of what they're doing because I think that's a good hire, Ron Rivera. That is I'm true. A Ron Rivera fan. I think he's a good coach, and he'll he'll get them. He, I think if them. anyone can do it, he can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for them. And then we have the New York Giants. Ugh. Now Yikes. this goes to the blues. Yeah, I, Joe. Joe Judge. Yes. The special teams and wide receiver coach for the New England Patriots. The wide receivers coach for the New England Patriots. And let's go on to that, because what's been the biggest complaint about the Patriots all year is Tom Brady doesn't have enough weapons. Well, they had Muhammad Sanu. That didn't really work out. Josh Gordon. He looked like a double agent getting revenge Mm -hmm. from that Atlanta Super Bowl, man. Josh Gordon is a stud. And, I mean, he didn't look like a world beater out there. And I'm minding yeah. he had his drug problems, but, you know. Even the Seahawks, I mean, the Seahawks only have a couple of games. Yeah. He was fine. He, he, I mean, he didn't look like a world beater. They drafted Keneal Harry in the first round. But a first-round draft pick on a wide receiver. 
Yes. He did not look that impressive. When this fact, DK Metcalf mediocre. kid was still out there. Yeah. So I I don't know how could it go how, just because you rub elbows with Belichick doesn't mean genius is gonna rub yeah exactly off on you. I mean like, Matt Patricia's not he's a good he coach I I think he's well. I think he will get it figured out but Ed and not not looking so hot right now and also I there was an interesting quote by their GM Dave Gettleman who definitely is a smart person and definitely knows what he's doing where he says people say it's a passing league I get that but the top four teams were not the f- top four teams. We're not in the playoffs. The top four rushing teams were in the playoffs. When it comes to like the top four passing teams, top mm-hmm. four rushing yeah. teams, which if if you know anything about statistics, that's not really how it works, man. Uh, the top four quarterbacks with passing yards didn't make the playoffs. You're talking about Jameis Winston and those guys. But if you're going to talk about you know like the Ravens and the, um, the Titans, just because they run the ball a lot, doesn't mean that's the only reason why I'm in the playoffs. And that just well, and if that's your theory, then why are you hiring a wide receiver? Exactly. That extended – if you listen to the whole interview, it was like, dude, what are you talking about, man? Because their coach was like, we're going to play like smash mouth football and, you know, we're going to punch teams in the nose for 60 minutes, which sounds great. And, you know, they're New York and he was like, oh, we're blue collar. But it's like, dude, what, what do you think – what do you think football is? You know, just because you're gonna hit people hard and that's like your 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 plan, that's not really what how football teams work, dude. I think Gettleman likes to prove people wrong with all these wild cards. Daniel Jones, everyone's yeah. like, who? Yeah. He played at Duke, no one watched him. Joe Judge, everyone's like, who is this? Yeah, exactly. And so they that... think they're smart. They're trying to raise the IQ in the room. He's like, he was with Belichick, so yeah, he exactly. must be smart. He went to Duke, so yeah. he must be smart. And they're too. like, and they're oh, and recently they're like, we're gonna get all these like stat guys, and they're analytic dudes, and they're gonna we're gonna calculate rushing yards per game and stuff like that. It's like, oh my goodness, man, that is one franchise. And if I was, if I was, I don't know if they have any talented players on that roster, but if I was, well, I guess they say St. Barkley, but if I was a talented player on the roster, I would submit my name to be traded ASAP because I don't think, I don't think they're going anywhere fast. It'll be interesting um, to see for sure. And then finally, the Browns fire Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens and John Dorsey, the general manager. Yes. Wild. Freddie Kitchens should have been fired. Yeah, it, it was funny. Well, actually, I wish to say it's funny. It was actually kind of sad. He was, he was, uh, he was emotional after the the firing because he thought he had the backing of um, the general manager or whatever of the the the, bra- the big brass. Which, dude, if you really think that, you should have gone back and watched the games because. No he was one in has an faith in position, with you. though. He should not have been hired to begin with. That man yeah. was in no way, shape, or form qualified. And it was partly because Baker Mayfield is like, hey, this I liked him as my quarterback coach. Yeah. He's the guy I want. And I think it's partly why the general manager got fired. Because Baker Mayfield was not good this year. He threw 25 interceptions. Guess who picked him? John Dorsey. And then guess who picked the coach? John Dorsey. So it's like, yeah. you got the quarterback wrong. You got the head coach wrong. All right, buddy. Yeah, We're done with real. you. It's real. It's real. And uh, I, if I'm as a Broncos fan, I, there was some people saying that John Dorsey you should go to the Broncos. I said, absolutely. Broncos are on the uptick, man. They are, man. They're they need the a couple uptrend. more weapons on offense. I, I don't, not a huge. I mean, Philip Lindsay was all right this year. I think you need a thousand more yards. Weapons. He was good. A thousand yards as a tandem back. That's pretty. He's good, good but they got no. Let's be honest with ourselves. There's no one on that offense that you say like, yeah, they're a top ten in the league at that position. Cortland Sutton. Co- no, he's not a top ten wide receiver. I genuinely think he is. Maybe twenty. He's actually a good player. He's not. He's top, excellent. He's not a top ten. He's one of the best deep ball receivers in the NFL. Maybe. 
But he's not a top in his 10 sec- wide receiver. In his, in his second year? He could develop he into one, but he's we'll not see. right now. We'll they see. need some more weapons. The Broncos are on the uptick, though. I, I, I need some more weapons. Um, uh, what's his name for Oklahoma? Fantastic wide receiver. Oh, CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb. That would be good. I'm excited for that. him. Uh, or Harry Ruggs from Alabama. We'll talk about that more in depth. I clearly haven't thought about the Broncos much this offseason. All right, finally, let's get um, to the playoffs. We're yes. already a half hour into this thing. We haven't yeah, even exactly. talked about the Yeah, exactly. No, like, listen, we, they, we, the people want to hear it. Um, Bills-Texans. That was a game that happened. And I will say one thing right now. My goodness, Josh Allen is not a very good quarterback. I don't know about that one, Chief. I, I don't, thought he played all right. I first think... playoff game on the road, he came out in that first half, and he looked very composed and calm. Then late in the game... You know, it's crunch time. We need we need to march down the field. All right, you had that stupid lateral thing. That's that that was dumb. But he, he got him into field goal range and got him to kick the field goal. So I'll give him some credit. I don't think it was horrible. Like I everyone mean, said, it's just Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson on the other side. Deshaun Watson, you know, that's a pretty good quarterback. It's hard to shape up to him. But I didn't think he did a horrible. I don't think job. he's horrible either. I think he's a liability though, and that they had done very well. I mean, I, I, I think he's very similar. The, the, the Bills team was very similar to the Bears team last year. Mm-hmm. I think Mr. Trubisky had a better season than Josh Allen. But they both, people believed in them, which I don't think was warranted. We saw it with Mr. Trubisky. We'd be like, oh, this is the guy. And then we saw it this year when they don't have as much talent on, uh, on the, in the coaching staff, they don't have as much talent on the defense or on the offense. And things will fall apart very quickly. Um, but, man, Deshaun Watson... He it is stinking good. He literally He's, carried like three bills yes. in the end zone, and that wasn't that even point. the best play of the game for him. He got he got clocked on that one play and still got the free rush. Yeah, and it's and I we're beating a dead horse. We're beating a dead horse to death. It has died eight times already. But my goodness, Ryan Pace, come on, man! You, you can see it in college, and like you're yeah. right. It's like if you watched him at Clemson facing Alabama and Nick Saban, who had two weeks to prepare for him, and he couldn't stop him twice. Yeah. That's a guy I would have drafted. That, that's yeah. why you drafted him. He's and a winner. The man has he's a winner. Yeah. It's in his DNA. And you it can was see and it. it was a sexy win. They scored twenty two points, but against this a really, really good Bills defense. Like their defense is fantastic. And I mean, and it's 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 too bad that we keep having to bring it up because this is not gonna be the last time. Because this could be I mean, if the Chicago Bears had Deshaun Watson, oh my goodness. They'd oh, be they'd, they'd be, be a two seed. They would be fantastic. Speaking of beating a dead horse though. I am so sick of ESPN jerking off J.J. Watt every chance they get. Yeah. Is he that good? He made a set. Nice play. It sparked a comeback. I was like, oh, oh, J.J. Watt. Oh, my God. J.J. Watt. Is he really that good anymore? Yeah. He's kind of a non-factor out there. He's always hurt. Yeah. yeah he made a nice play. I'll it, give him that. But he's not He's not even a top He's not a top five defensive end in this league anymore. No. Or defensive player like yeah. he once was. And I, I it's it, it's too bad because when he did get hurt, I, I, I don't know if I said it, but I think he could have, but he had the potential to be one of like the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he'll go down as one of the greats. But man, Texans history. Yes. And an NFL. Yeah. History. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And like he'll be a name to remember if he could have stayed healthy, but he couldn't. Um. But yeah, that the is it's too bad. But the, 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 the Mike Dobb, the Mike Dobb thing, and they like showed him all the time. I'm like, I get that like he came back from injury, but like there's a lot of teams that like had guys who they're like would be a lot more important than J.J. Watt. But Listen, he does a couple insurance commercials. You, so. you know you're washed up when they get that excited when you make one play. That's it's true. Like, oh, my God, it's, it's J.J. Like, it's Watt. It's like Ben Simmons in a three, man. Yeah. It's like it's cool, but you also kind of feel bad for him. 
Cause like you know that they're they're like JJ Watt's better than that. Mm-hmm. Well, they're trying you to know? rehash the glory. Exactly, days. Like, exactly. Got a glimpse of it. Oh my god. It's yeah. Like, All right, calm down. People. Speaking of rehashing the glory days, Tom Brady's season will not be including that because they lost to Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. More should I say, Derrick Henry and the Titans, um, twenty to thirteen on that Saturday night game. Look at Derrick um, Henry's numbers, man. 182 82. rushing yards. And he had and 20, and how many yards receiving did he have? He had 22. So he had 204 yards total. Ryan Tannehill. On his birthday, too. Ryan Tannehill was great. 8 for 15, 72 yards, a touchdown and a pick. He out-dueled, 72 yards, out-dueled baby. Tom Brady in the, in the, in the, what, Tom Brady had 209 yards and a pick. Well, not, not great. Yet. But I mean, this, I mean, <laughs> honestly, though, the Titans, we were, we were buying their stock. When they had Tannehill and they were stringing off yeah. a couple wins, um, you were? Derrick Henry's fantastic. He was, and He's you know a- what? I'm going to my almost upset of the week. They're not going to beat Baltimore. Yes, they're going to make it a game. Yeah, I agree. Because when you can run the football and keep it away from them, it's yeah. going to be a very low-scoring game. So I would bet the I, I think because they're they're pretty good defense, so they can slow down Lamar. I think yeah, enough. and when you run defense. the ball with like the way he is, man, the man's huge. You can Henry's attack a giant, him. and he's fast too. Yeah. And Tannehill's been playing like better, I think. And he's I not he's, he's not throwing the ball away, you know. I think he'll have to do more because I mean, cuz the going to the Patriots side, the offense, it, we were I don't think anyone has ever been impressed with the Patriots offense this year in a single game. And everyone says Tom Brady's washed up, man. He had no one to throw to. Yeah. It was, it was hard. Yeah, I will say Edelman though, dropped the one when he's trying to get a drive started. Yeah, and Edelman's all banged up too, so he's only playing like yeah. 10%. And I'll say like, will Tom Brady retire? I don't think so. I think he's too much of a competitor to tire, retire on that note. No, especially, you can't have your last throw be a pick six. Will he be in New England? Who knows? Who really cares though? Because I honestly, he has been in a statistical decline since 2016, mm-hmm. and it's gotten pretty tough. I totally understand that he had no one to throw to. But Tom Brady's thing in the past years has always been that, like, he elevates these receivers and Dammy Amendola was a world beater with him and then he leaves and he can't do anything. And, like, and so I'm not ready to flip the script of he didn't, he's making all these guys better because he's the GOAT towards, you know, he can't throw anyone. If you're going to be the the GOAT, you can't throw that debate. But I will say this receiving core was miserable. It was terrible. Yes, they were bad. Uh, but I'm not willing. Everyone's like, oh, Tom Brady's gone. He's gone. I'm not ready to close the book on the dynasty yet, like everyone's saying. Because one, I think Tom Brady's going to be coming back because he's good friends with Robert Kraft. Robert yeah, Kraft's going to get that man back anyway possible, especially when they traded away Jimmy G for him. Yeah. So I think he's going to be a strong influence to come back. You got Eric E. Brown on the market and some tight ends. He signed a sure. tight end. That helps right there. Your defense is going to be returning. Is going to still be Belichick, pretty so. good. You have Belichick. You draft a couple guys in the first round. Uh, really, that's what they were missing. They were missing a tight end. Yeah, you had a tight end and a couple of little receiver. I will like, say receivers though, on the market. Tom Brady, man, like I don't know. I don't. I think you can give him the 2013 Broncos weapons, and I don't know what he's gonna do because he's got he's got to the age where the, he clearly there's been so much regression that I don't know if he would be able to turn around. I will say though. Like, for Tom Brady going in elsewhere, like, dude, do you think he's going to go to the Chargers? No one wants to go to the Chargers. Give me a break. No, I don't see him there. He would yeah. look good in a Bears uniform. Bears could use him. Is he going to come to Chicago? No, because they don't have an offensive line. But I think if you're going to go to a team, if he's going to a team, it's going to be a team with a really good defense, yeah. some offensive weapons, and a competent head coach. He's not going to a team that's going to rebuild. So it's going to yeah, be a team exactly. that's trying to win now, which the Bears fit that mold, but I don't know with that offensive line. I guess he'll do his homework. Yeah. This is... 
We'll go. Actually, you know, we'll save the Vikings for last. We'll we'll talk quickly about the Seahawks Eagles because there's not much to talk about. Uh, for the Eagles, it's too bad that clowny shot was a cheap shot. I don't think so. You don't think so? Back in the seventies, that's a routine play. Back in the seventies, everything was a cheap shot. Uh, I mean, that was that back was in the seventies. They're play. purposely hurting di- people. I mean, he was just trying to get up. He was trying to get him down. It was a bad angle. I, mean, I don't think it was a dirty play. Yeah, playoff football. He's playing hard. Yeah, yeah. He just got hit in the wrong area. It was unfortunate circumstance, but that was not a dirty. Play. I think it was dirty. I, it wouldn't have made a difference. I, like I don't think Clowney would have should have been ejected. But it, I mean, a fifteen yard penalty. Whoop the whoop the freaking do. I will say for the Eagles and specifically for Carson Wentz, if anyone is gonna put this like injury prone knock on Carson Wentz because this game, like you should shut up and stop talking football because that is it's. The dude That's a is, freak injury. Yeah, exactly. It's a concussion. Especially like that. Jadavion uh, Clowney, a massive D-end, 6'5", two whatever pounds, diving at his head. Whether it's dirty or not, that, that play is abnormal. And Carson Wentz, as we could see by what Josh McCown did. And I will say, before I go into Josh McCown, I think, played his heart out. Yeah, I old felt guy. He kept him in the game. He played like a champ. But with the weapons they have in that offense, like they didn't score a touchdown. Carson Wentz kept them in that game. He yeah. did not have a receiver with over 500 receiving yards, which is yeah, crazy. That's and they nuts. still made the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, Carson Wentz was like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, Nick Foles, Nick Foles. Ah, we should have kept Nick Foles. Nick Foles, I saw Nick Foles in person. <laughs> yeah. Nick Foles' experience is not all that great, people. Carson Wentz <laughs> is a good quarterback, and the other guy is right now on the bench behind some mustachioed uh, Yeah, man. exactly. So... I mean, yeah, I get full yeah, you want to talk about leading that team into the playoffs. Lack of receiving cores. So it was this Eagles. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a guy River Craycraft who the Broncos cut in preseason. Yeah, his name River Craycraft. Yeah, River Craycraft, and this Eagles signed him with three weeks left in the season after the Broncos cut him in the preseason. Like they're literally scraping the bottom of the barrel. Let's it see was who caught passes for him this game. Well, they they had that Boston Scott who no one's ever heard of, Greg. Greg Ward Jr. I mean, Zach Ertz was playing half dead. Zach Ertz and Dallas Scott are the tight end. And Miles Sanders and... Okay. They're, they only have three receivers that caught a pass. Greg Ward Jr. Oh, and Dante Burnett. Miles Sanders running He's back. He's running back. And Boston, so Boston Scott, Scott running back. And the other two. two receivers caught a pass for him in this game. Yeah. That's not good. That's you not good at all. That. Well, let's and take a look for the Seahawks. How and many the, and the Seahawks, yeah. They're... Metcalf, Lockett, Moore. There's five. So that's a, that's a. That's I mean, a these, these were two teams that fully healthy, great matchup. But man, the Seahawks. Now, I'll never count them out because they have Russell Wilson, and he's mm-hmm. one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But at the same time, you're gonna you, you beast beast mode. Love him. He's the, your savior now. No, beast mode's no savior. And Robert Turbin and some rookie Homer guy who's not been very good. I mean, that's everyone is jumping on the DK Metcalf bandwagon. I mean. What's what point? This is Russell. Russell Wilson is the reason this man looks so good. Yeah, I'm just point, throwing it out there right now. He's a fantastic I, quarterback, yeah. and he's always disrespected. Metcalf, if he was on another team, would not look this good. No. Russell Wilson is elevating players. Even Tom Brady, great quarterback, but he's not elevating any rookie receivers. Yeah. Doug, Russell Wilson, they come into the system like, oh, hey, come right. Yeah, in. Russell. He this fits. winning. Russell Wilson is winning despite the Seahawks. Despite the rest of the Seahawks, because they, they their defense is banged up, and the, I will say their defense is good, but it's banged up, and you know they're trying to fill in some cracks with some old guys and uh, um, some guys who aren't that great. Their offense, frankly, is not very good. No, 
And you said, I mean, they got, they're 12 and 5. Well, I guess they made the playoffs at uh, 11 and 5. Well, if you take away Russell Wilson, this team is 8 and 8, maybe. You know? Mm-hmm. They, I mean, the man is so good. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean. Well, we'll go on our we'll, predictions for a yeah, second. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk. But the biggest game was the Minnesota Vikings beating the Saints in overtime 26 to 20. And I will say one thing. I am, I I was wrong. We were both wrong, but I'm so happy for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, so because I. we've been pretty vocal on this podcast. Actually, we're not that wrong because we're pretty vocal. And he's not a bad quarterback. Never has been a bad quarterback. He's gotten a terrible rap. That's all that's happened to him. He, he I mean, he's never won a Monday night game. And he couldn't win in the prime time. He looked terrible against the Bears this mm-hmm. year. You know, people are saying, oh, he's going to crumble under pressure. Everyone took the Saints to win this game. He got eighty million dollar contract. Can't live up to it, and he. He did. You know who didn't take the Saints to win was Chase Daniel, backup quarterback for the Bears. He was on ESPN, and he was like, listen, I'm telling you guys, the Vikings are a good team. They're going to win this game. He's coming from a guy who's watched them up close, and his team beat him twice. Yeah. So, good. I mean, well, if you look at that roster, they are talented. They're so good. You got Kyle Rudolph's a really good tight end. Thielen and Diggs, best two wide receiver combo in the NFL. And Diggs is a top. You know, top ten, top I five so. receivers. Well, so yeah. is Thielen. I think Thielen's yeah. better than Diggs personally, but you could go either way there. Um, the defense, Everson Griffin, yeah, Barr, Kendricks, Harrison Smith, like they they're stacked. Yeah, they got guys all over that roster. It's a really deep yeah. roster. So that I think was a big knock on Cousins. Well, like one, everyone thinks he stinks because every time they watch him, it's a primetime game. Yeah, and he's like, you know, he's thinking up the bed. But yeah. um. It, I think with that roster, if you, as long as you have competent quarterback play, which yeah. is what we had you there, have to be a world beater. Vikings can win some games. Yeah. For the Saints, and I will say, there was Drew Brees did not make the top 10 NFL 100. He did not make the top 10 quarterbacks all the time. A lot of people are like, oh my goodness, he has, he just, with the record for the most touchdowns, mm-hmm. um, yards, he's probably up there, like top three, top two. Yep. And Drew, if you want to be included in that decision, you gotta win a home game against the Minnesota Vikings in Wild Card Week. Like, yeah. like top ten, top twenty quarterbacks, they don't let that happen. You know, if you if you want, and and it, I really like Drew Brees personally. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. But if you want to have leave a good legacy in the NFL, that's not just stat pad in the regular season, get, win a one playoff game maybe, but he's only got one ring. If you if you want to be anything other than that, you gotta win this game, man. Cause the, cause the, you know, we got the PI, we got the Minnesota Miracle. They, that, that's those are two games in which you know they are very unlucky circumstances. But he still threw a pick in overtime last yep. year, and, and this the ball year first in overtime. And if you don't have Tim Tebow turned super weapon Taysom Hill, who's like l- under the radar, sparking game. this offense. Yeah, it's like I mean, what what oh, Drew Brees two hundred eight yards, a touchdown, and a pick when you know Taysom Hill has fifteen yards. Like, you, you, these are not things that the greats let happen to them. No, and I agree. And you go so much, like, last year, oh, you know, there, there was a pass interference. Yeah. That's why we lost. I'm so sick of people blaming the refs. It's the same thing with the Ohio State game. Ohio State fans oh, like, yeah. oh, the refs blew up for us with the targeting call, and then the last play of the game or whatever. It's like, no, they didn't. Uh, maybe yeah. you score in the red zone early, and then you wouldn't have to settle for field goals, um, and you, you would have won that game, Ohio State. Same thing with the Saints, man. Yeah. It's like last year, they're making all those excuses for the rest. So guess what? You got your wish. You got the pass interference rule. They all Everything was in place for them to win this game. Kirk yeah. Cousins hadn't won a playoff game. You're at home. You yeah. have all your weapons. Drew Brees is healthy. 
Yeah. And they should, there was no excuse there why they the, I mean, should not have won that game. We just watched them go toe-to-toe with the San Francisco 49ers, you know, and they showed that they were they were the big guns. They were no, the big I, boys. I completely and, agree. And you can't you got to score more than 20 points. That is that is unacceptable, in my opinion, for this stack. I mean, Michael Thomas, you want to be one of the best players in the NFL? You got you to gotta do better than 70 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he was a I think factor. I think this this offense was disappointing. The defense played well. And the last play of the game with the, the touchdown, that's OPI maybe in the first quarter. Last play of the game, no, absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. No offense yeah. No, you still give it that big play to Thielen. Uh, so. Yeah. And then, and then they, they – yeah. But I, I just think, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because I do like the Saints. I was rooting for the Saints. Mm-hmm. I think they're good. I want to see Drew Brees get another ring so he could change – the narrative surrounding his name, but it didn't happen. Here's a big thing that stands out to me, too. Alvin Kamara, pretty good running back, 21 rushing yards on seven carries. And we give Alvin Kamara seven yeah. rushing attempts. Yeah. So I, that's that's a red flag there. Everyone says Sean Payton's such a great coach. Look Is at he? his resume compared to Mike McCarthy's. They each have one Super Bowl ring. Yeah. And the winning percentage, pretty similar. And they've so, all, they both they both had fantastic quarterbacks yeah. the whole time. So, I, I mean, you know. No, I, I totally agree. And also, like you, you want to look at the amount of losing seasons that both those guys had. It's it's too much for coaching with Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, in my opinion. I, I the amount think, of yeah. seasons where they missed the playoffs. But, but yeah, I mean, I am so happy for the Vikings. We'll, we'll get to that. their prediction. But Saints, man, you gotta do better. You have to do better. So let's go Vikings 49ers. Since we just talked about them, I yeah. think. Listen, I think the Vikings could hang in this game, but there's already reports in San that Fran. there's reports that Diggs is hurt or he's yeah. sick and Thielen's all banged up. I just don't see it happening again. Yeah. I think the 49ers is a little bit of a better team. Um, you know, there's no reason the Vikings couldn't keep it close. Yeah, but I, totally I would agree. think that, you know, the last time they had an emotional win against the Saints in the playoffs, what happened the next week? smacked around. Yeah, smacked around. I think it's going to be the same thing. Uh, that emotional high is going to come. They're going to come back down to earth. Yeah. Week to prepare. I think yeah. the 49ers wipe the floor yeah. with them. Yeah, I think it's at least a, a two-score finish by the end of it. And also the 49ers... With you know two weeks to prepare for this Minnesota team, I think they will be able to handle themselves quite well. Um, moving on, a similar storyline. We kind of already talked about it, but the Ravens-Titans, um, I think Nick Wright on Fox Sports made a really good point where the, if, if, if Lamar Jackson, um, his deep ball, his, his, his pocket passing, because like like, you know, he's not a running back. We can all establish he's a very good pocket passer. He's gonna have to be accurate with the deep ball and the medium style throw mm-hmm. because uh, if if they try if they try and contain him and if the if the Ravens are gonna be able to do what they've been doing all year where it's like the short game and like beat you to death slowly but surely they're gonna beat up on the Titans in my opinion. Well, I think the Titans are gonna. Uh, I'm I'm picking the Ravens, but this is my yeah. almost upset from earlier. The line for this game is nine and a half. Really? I think the Titans can cover. I yeah, I definitely I think definitely because you got Derrick Henry who's gonna be able to keep the ball. Out of that, that's how you're gonna win. You gotta keep the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands, which yeah. they, you can't do with uh, Henry. He's gonna eat clock. I think uh, Tannehill's a serviceable game manager, and I think that defense is good enough to keep him in the game. And I think Brable's a pretty good head coach. Yeah. Now, in the end, I think the Ravens are just more talented, so that's yeah. gonna prevail, and they're at home. But I think the Titans are gonna make it close. They're gonna cover that spread. I think that's an easy, easy bet. I think, think two things about this game. Um, one. Uh, the Ravens coaching staff, I think, has been absolutely phenomenal this year. Yeah. And if they get two weeks to prepare with with game film with Lamar, especially Lamar Jackson, because it kind of feels like fifty percent of his just talent, you know, like the way mm-hmm. he runs the ball is just something else that can't really be explained in the film room. 
But the other thing, too, is that he has been utilized and he has been put in the best possible position for him to succeed. And with, with tape to prepare, I think they're going to do just that. And they can run, they, they can they can do some things with Lamar Jackson. I think this will be a close score, but I don't think it'll be that competitive of a game. I think the Ravens will be held to low scoring points. And I think the Titans will have a lot of time with the ball. But I don't think, like, it's Ryan Tannehill, man. I don't think that he will put them in a position where it's like, oh, like, they can pull it off. It might stay close, stay close, stay close. Ravens pull away, pull away late. That's fair. That's um, fair. I but, yeah. but, I mean, Titans, like, they beat the Patriots. And as much as the Patriots have gotten a lot of hate, their defense is fantastic. No, they and, are really good. And, you know, Derrick Henry put 200 <laughs> yards on It's funny, him. too, because I think the Patriots defense kind of happened with the Bears or, like, uh, or they're on the field so much. Yes. Their offense couldn't do anything. They just get gas near the end of the season. Especially when you, you have tackled Derrick Henry. You can see at the end of that game, Derrick too, Henry. Oh God, not again! Yeah. So they just got worn down. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. I'm going. I'm. I'd go Ravens to win, but a Titans almost upset. And I, unlike you, I think they're going to keep it close. I think they'll yeah. have a shot to win. Well, I think. That, I think it could be like like yeah, I know, twenty-one yeah. to ten. But they don't really. You never but feel like yeah, they're going to win. Yeah, exactly. Not the opposite. I feel like they're going to give them a scare. Yeah. But they won't eventually win the game. I think they pull a win. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, no, that's fair. Texans Chiefs. This one, I think. Well, I mean, the 49ers-Vikings, I think, is going to be not a very close game, but I think the Chiefs have a pretty good shot at at doing some numbers on the Texans and beating them handily. Chiefs are not only going to win this game, they're my pick to win the Super Bowl right now. Yeah? You got one fantastic quarterback. You're going quarterback matchups. And it's, you know, I, I and love people have, like, Watson. forgotten about Patrick Mahomes they somehow. Have, and his team this year is better than his team he had last it's year. It's true. They have somewhat of a defense. They have a resemblance. That's Their defense that looks is like underrated. Yeah. They are. They've, they've improved a ton. Now, this is going to be a good game, I think. But I think that the, the Chiefs are going to win this game, and I think they'll go on to beat the Ravens. Yeah. I think he's the best quarterback. That's usually who's going to ride in these things, and I think he is the best quarterback. And I w- I'm not putting my like opinion on this sole fact, but the Broncos drew Locke in back-to-back weeks. He put up 38 on the Texans, and the next week he was held to three points, both at away games against the Chiefs. I guess the Chiefs and Texans. There you go. That's, I mean, and look. It's, it's, it's all you need to know, folks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what's your money on that one? No, but I think the Texans, their defense is inconsistent. The reason that they're in the position they are, because um, Bill O'Brien is not a very good head coach. Andy Reid is a good head coach. Yes, and they're like kind of like with the Seahawks. Now, the Seahawks are in a better position, I would say, with coaching staff and uh, talent-wise. But, dude, Deshaun Watson is is the reason this team is where it is. Yep. And I don't – and he can beat the Bills because I don't think the Bills are that great to begin with. But I don't think he's going to do the, – the Chiefs, if you want to look at one of the big, big reasons that they're, they have been very good this year, Tyron Matthew mm-hmm. has been a he's stun been on defense. And they've got guys who you couldn't recognize their names. I can't recognize their names. I don't even remember their names. But they have guys on the defensive side of the ball that are very, very good – and that are very underrated. So if they put them in the system, it works. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, their team hasn't been fully healthy in a while now, and having that bye is huge. Yep. It's absolutely massive. They can heal up in Kansas City. I think they win this game handily. Uh, I don't know about handily, because, like, mind you, they played in Week 6, and the Texans actually won that game 31-24. Yeah. That being said, I think the Chiefs, you know, November time, Arrow, Arrowhead Stadium, very tough place to play. It's going to be cold. Chiefs are used to that. Texas yeah. down there, not so much. When you got Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to say his teams are getting blown out. Yeah, Deshaun that's Watson's fair, team is not going to get blown out. The Chiefs are going to win this game. I think they're going to beat the Ravens and go to the Super Bowl. Early pick right there. There you go. Um, Seahawks-Packers. This is one team. This is one game. Two fantastic quarterbacks. 
with the with the rest of the pieces are not the Packers much more so um, are a lot better, but they some they're just not very eye catching. You know, you look at you look at the Packers, the receiving core not named Devontae Adams is not a whole lot. Hot take: Packers worst team in the playoffs, including all the wild card teams. Most unimpressive twelve win team I've ever seen. Um, Every game they're better was close. than the Bills. The Bills are a better team than the Packers. I don't know about that one. That roster-wise, construction, I would say, and I think McDermott's a better head coach. I think that team is more built to win playoff games than this Packers team is. Packers let way too many and fewer opponents stay in the game. They would play down to opponents. That Lions game, the last week of the season, should not have been close. They They played the 49ers, a real test, and they got slapped around pretty handily. That's true. They didn't the get Bears with Mitch Trubisky playing a horrible game in Lambeau were in that game way too long. It came down to the final play. The tight end would have lateraled it to Allen Robinson. They would have they would have won that. So I think they're the most unconvincing 12-win team I've seen in recent memory. And I think Russell Wilson at this point in his career is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. And I think the Seahawks are going to win this game. Him and Sneaky Pete. Uh, I don't really disagree with any of those statements. I, I don't think that they're the most unimpressive team. They have won 12 games for a reason. Unless if you know, like them pretty or not, um, they beat the no, they beat the Vikings twenty three to ten the second last week of the season. That says something. I think their defense, th- th- and this is like inter- This is the weirdest thing that has happened: the Packers being a defensive football team because that's their strength. You know they have Aaron Rodgers, but their defense is what's really put them in this position. It's gonna come down to what Russell Wilson can do against the defense because if he can if he can put up numbers against them. I think I agree. I definitely I'm gonna take the Seahawks to win this game too. In Lambeau, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is what he used to be. Then again, he's Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the best to ever do it. Let's take a look at the pack. Here, here's what I'm talking about. If you don't believe me with the 12 win thing, oh, let's go down their schedule and take a look. First game of the year, Packers Bears. Trubisky looked inept. I don't they think it matters. I don't think it matters won, though. They, won they got 10 one to game. Three, so you barely won that one. Then they barely beat the Vikings 21-16 at home. Unimpressive. They beat the they Vikings survived the Broncos. They survived the Broncos. No, that was not a close game at all. That game was closer than the game. I watched that game. It was not a close game. I'll tell you that much. Primetime game against Philadelphia. Eagles won. Uh, Cowboys, really close game. 10-point game. Lions, they beat by one point. Raiders, all right, that was a handy win, but the Raiders weren't that good. Chiefs, with Matt Moore as their quarterback at this time. Barely won that one. Only won by a touchdown. They, still they lost to the Chargers. Losing team. Only won by one score to the Panthers. Not a very good team. Got smoked by the 49ers. They had a pretty close game against the Giants in the first half. The score says 31-13, but that game was closer than it looked for a while. They won by five against the Redskins. They won only by a touchdown against the Bears. Now, they beat the Vikings again. Like we said, the Vikings are a good team. But Kirk Cousins, if you watch that game, looked horrible. And they were in that game way too long, and they only won by three against the Lions. There's not many. There's no impressive wins there. There's no game that like, jumps can, off the you page can, like, you wow. Can schedule, they look great You can schedule game. watch all of these teams. It, they have one game. They have one game the against I the Seahawks. The test doesn't fail, though. Yeah, they do, but I'm, they I'm playing. I, see, They're here's very the unimpressive 12 these are These are two. Should... These are two talented teams that have showed streaks of ineptitude throughout this season, despite having really good talent. And, I, you know, I think this could go to the Seahawks' hey, way. You know, we both agree the 49ers are a pretty good team. Look with the, the Seahawks when they played the 49ers. They won the first one, and they were within an inch of winning the second. You can't, you can't compare regular season games to playoffs, though. Here's the other thing you need to know. The Seahawks are road warriors. They're better on the road this year 
when they are at home. That's true. I mean, the Seahawks are, this game Seahawks on the are one of the weirdest. You've ne- you watch a Seahawks game from start to finish, you have not watched a regular, a, a normal football game. Because they don't play in normal football games. They play in weird ones where they lose because they are like two centimeters away from reaching the goal line. They do play weird ones. One more fun fact. You know what the score of the Seahawks-Eagles game was on uh, November 24th? What? 17-9. to Oh, yeah, it's true. It's I, I, I it, was, it was true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the Packers, the Packers, they're 12 wins for a reason, though. Their running game is very good. Their yeah. running game is very good. And look at what they, 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 are, they have him better. They got Aaron Rodgers. They have Aaron Rodgers. Who's overthrowing everyone right now. He's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still Aaron Rodgers. But I think Russell Wilson's better, and I think they're going to win the game. We shall first. see. I don't disagree with that, though. I don't think that's that hot of a take. I mean, what's the money line on this? That's a good question. This no, game I would not say. bet. I would not bet this game. This one's going to be I'm going to look it up. Um, Titans-Ravens. I would bet that. Well, the one, the lock is. The lock of the week. And I'm not a betting man. No, oh, actually, I think both These NFL are games are like all coin flips. The closest would be Ravens-Titans. And I do think it's going to be close, but I wouldn't bet money on that. I think the Ravens are too good of a team to be it's betting Green against. Bay, Green Bay by five. Yeah, I think the Seahawks are going to win. I still wouldn't bet money on it. Though I would bet money on the Clemson game, though. Clemson is going to win that game. They should not be five-point underdogs. You heard it here first. Um, all right. So we have, I think we both agree. I think we're we're pretty unanimous across the board. It's going to be the Niners yep. versus the Seahawks yep. and the Ravens versus the Chiefs. Yep. I'm going to take... The Ravens over the Niners in the Super Bowl. I'm going the uh, well, this, man. This is tough. I don't want to go that far ahead. I'm going. All right, you know what? As of right now, and I gotta watch these teams in the play. I'm still sticking with the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs over Sneaky Pete and the Sea Dogs. I think the Seahawks. The Chiefs. Chiefs as of right now, I gotta I, see how I will. I will. What do I do? I will give you. No, I have to do something stupid. I'll do something. We'll. I'll, we'll figure it out. I'm not gonna eat a hat or anything, but if the Seahawks make the playoff, make the Super Bowl, I would do something very dumb. Because I think out of all these teams, they are not besides the Titans, they are not gonna make the playoffs. This Super Seahawks or yeah, this Seahawks team, they're not that good. They're good, but they're not that good. If they can beat the Packers, I think they can beat the 49ers. They've proven they can do it once, and the other both those games are close. Yeah. And Jimmy Garoppolo in crunch time. I'm take I'm rolling I'm going with Russell Wilson over Jimmy G in if, crunch time. If the Ravens if the Ravens can run the ball like they have in the regular season, and if Lamar Jackson can, you know, throw twenty-five passes for two hundred yards and like two touchdowns, something like that, if they if they can roll the Titans like they have in the regular season, they're gonna coast the Super Bowl. And you know, like I said, I, I gotta do this by a week by week basis. Right yeah. now, all my picks in this division round, I'm confident behind them. Yes. Anything beyond that, I gotta see it from a week to week basis. Yeah. But yeah, that's what we got. We're going to try and keep this less than an hour, so we're going to end it there. Um, a lot of fun stuff. Like we say, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of things that have happened since we have last shot a podcast. We're and trust me, do. yes, we will do more in the future. We're almost back at school. Next week, we'll yeah. be back we'll be back at school. Look out for a baseball offseason one. Rick Renteria, I'm promising, yeah. maybe, maybe not. And we gotta talk about. We'll I mean, we gotta talk about the NBA because Lord knows that is getting exciting. Yes, you know what? You were just at the Bulls Celtics game the other night. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm going to the uh, Bulls Pacers game tomorrow night. We should do a Bulls edition catch up and the ineptitude the Bulls, we saw live. It's like watching a middle school a Bulls team. talk. It was horrible. I'll tell you what I saw. I don't know any of these people, and none of them are very good. They always play hard, but they don't look like they're having fun. And that yeah. goes on the coach. Like, yes, and well, also, yes. Colby, what? Quick rant here, because I'm sure I'll have another rant tomorrow after I watch. Oh, I totally agree with you. I know what you're going to say, and I totally agree. Colby White, you drafted him early. 
you almost had a lottery pick. You're in the running for Zion. So you draft Colby White, top six overall pick, and he's coming off the bench. Why? Yeah. Why did you draft him if he's going to be, you picture him as a bench player? Get him some reps and get him out there. Because right now you're trying out Thomas Sadoransky and Chris Dunn. By the way, Chris Dunn gets a lot of hate. I personally like him because he plays tough defense, but Chris Dunn should be coming off the bench. Yeah. Sadoransky should not be starting. Sadoransky's not the future. You drafted this kid because you think he's your future, and you're not playing him. Why yeah. are you playing Colby no, White? No, I totally agree. We we're, were talking about the Bulls game because he had very seldom appearances, and they kept showing his stats because, like like you said, big draft pick. Everyone knows the name. I mean, he, he Laurie Markkinen, and Zach Levine are, like, the only three guys that I can picture on this Bulls roster in five years. Yeah. Like, literally the oh. only ones. And maybe not even – I don't even know if Zach Levine's going to be around that Zach long. Zach Levine should not be your leading scorer. Zach Levine would be a perfect number two guy. Yes. And Laurie Markkinen would be a great number three guy on a team. But having them as your one and two, it's not going to work. And then but, we see that. When they keep showing Kobe White's stats, and it's, like, eight points, four assists, and two rebounds. And how it's much like – It's like – why? What? You can get. You could sign. Like, n- there are so many players that can average that for the Bulls, for the Bulls especially. And your 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 number what seven? Yeah. Seven pick overall. That should not or be six, him. I think. Just just throw him out there. That's what Trey Young and Luka Doncic did. They're like trial oh. by fire, baby. Yeah, they'll just throw him out there. And if they stink it up, it doesn't matter because no one's watching the Bulls anyways, and no one's critiquing them that hard because they stink. Here's the other thing that frustrates me: every game, it's always the same. They go into halftime with either the lead, or it's a close, close game, game yeah. and they never make any adjustment. Adjustments, yes. and they come out the second half flat. The other team changes something, and they're not ready for it. And Boylan's like, "Oh, you know, we're, we're so far what's happening is working," and they don't win because the other team adjusts, and they don't. He's a yeah. horrible head coach. I, I, you got to get rid of this man. Yeah, no, this and stinks. And it, the, prediction for tomorrow: that you're going to have a lead at halftime. There's going to be a close game, and they will lose in the fourth quarter. The Pacers is is Old Depot coming back tomorrow? No, he's making his debut against the Bulls. Because that is a later, later date. Yeah. Later date. Yeah. No, but uh, I agree. And I mean, even with the Celtics game that I watched, it was it was not because me and my cousin we went because he's a Celtics fan, and so we were. I'm like, dude, they're gonna blow the Bulls out. Mm-hmm. Kemba Walker didn't play, um, and they there was someone else who wasn't. I don't remember who it was. I know. Yeah, I know um, what you're talking about. Um, I can't remember though. Oh, oh was it? there was no Taco Fall. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, no. But it, it was it was Jason Tatum on the show, and there was a point where the Bulls were down by like eleven, and they started making a comeback. They hit a couple of threes. Time, couldn't get a bucket, and it, it wasn't that. even in crunch time. It was with like six minutes. Well, I guess it's kind of crunch time. The six minutes left. It wasn't even couldn't get a bucket. It was they were like they were peeing down their legs every offensive possession. It was like there was like it was like a contested two air ball, and then they had one. Where their dri- where their point guard was dribbling and he just accidentally touched the ball with two hands and got called for a double dribble. It was yeah. it was like it was like am I watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia or something like that or, or uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm because it was like a comedy of errors. It was like oh my they, goodness. It's not that they don't have talent. They have some talent on this team. Like Zach Levine, I'll shit on him, but he's not a bad player. Yeah, he's no, a he's solid. Laurie Markkinen, not a horrible player. The Chris Dunn, like who's like he's leading the league in steals, so he can play some defense. He cannot shoot a lick. Yeah. But yeah, there's some talent here where they they should at least be, they they should have they should be an eight seed in the playoffs right now, and yeah. they they are not. There are ten close. in the East. They're Come still contention. That just shows how what a joke basketball is. Yeah. They're like ten games under five hundred. I think they're thirteen and twenty four right now, or twelve and twenty four, something like that. Yeah. And they are still in contention for a playoff spot. They're only like three or four games back. So. I mean, it's a joke. That's why I'm not talking about much. Yeah. 
We'll just talk about the West Coast when we do talk about it. But yeah, that'll end the podcast. The Bulls stink. The Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. Pecorine just scored a goal for the Predators. Sorry, we're talk. Pecorine, the goalie. goalie. <laughs> what? <laughs> it probably it probably got a shootout and a penalty shot. They're like actual yeah, goalie out there. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, yes, that is all we have. We'll get back to regular schedule programming. Uh, we'll definitely try and get stuff out after with the playoff rounds. Yeah, with the, oh yeah. Sorry about that, by the way. I'm sure everyone probably turned it off at the 20-minute mark, but uh, if you're still here, appreciate it because sound quality is probably not great. Thank you. Have a good one. Happy New Year. See you later. Peace.